Hello. Assalamu alaikum. Bismillah rahman rahim This is Ibrahim Ansari. And today I'd like to talk about unbecoming your true self. To become your true self, you're going to need tools, clarity on the objective, and some perspectives on the big and little picture. Sufism is a well-developed system aimed at learning and knowing your self. At this moment, there's way too many selves. Some you know, and some you hide away. In this case, we're looking for the one self that's connected to the universe, Allah, God, truth, the ultimate reality, divine, the Buddha, whatever you call that feeling of connection. Now, we're going to need something and someone who's really there to guide us out of our bad habits. The Sufis call them nefs. And towards that connection to the divine or reality, sometimes known as hakika. First, we have to acknowledge that whatever power we have is, in reality, not ours. It is something given, and we're responsible for what we do with this energy. Secondly, there are many bad habits blocking that original, pure energy that we were given for our true self. We face a vicious intelligence guarding those bad habits. This guardian knows us so well that it can sabotage, camouflage, rationalize, and subtly manipulate us into thinking we are in control. In truth, we are not in control. We are out of control. Whenever we get angry, when we judge others, gossip, backbite, smoke, drink, swear, whatever we learn from our parents, guardians, teachers, and culture. The first thing we have to do in order to clear the way to our true self is to witness the nefs, the bad habits, at work. We see it whenever we react to others, in the knee-jerk responses to the news and politics, ricocheting off our close family members and at work and on the job with others. We're going to need to learn a new kind of martial art that will allow us to fight these old and inherited loops of behavior. This is where Sufism is a fantastic partner in your journey to knowing your true self. Sufism offers a number of tools depending on the degree and duration of the reviled habit. You cannot do this by yourself. I've tried. 
You may clear a couple of the cobwebs, but in reality, it only delays the development and growth. The monumental problem is you. You're in the way. All right, we are close to clarifying our first goal. When you know the habit you want to change, we move into the first warrior position. This first position is called change. Change is rewiring your brain. For this neurophysiological rewiring to happen requires effort. Effort requires work. Work means you develop an intention to want to change. Work means you're going to clamber outside your comfort zone and perhaps experience some stress, anxiety, fear, embarrassment, and unwillingness. For work to achieve its goal of change, we will need time. Usually, if you allow yourself two to four months of focused work, the habit will change. Second position, sense of humor. To avoid taking yourself seriously and getting bogged down in what might look like failure at first, keep a good box of humor about the whole thing. To get lighter and dump these noxious habits overboard, laughing at yourself and these demons takes away their power. Watch comedies. Even take a crack at doing a stand-up routine. Or take a class in improvisational theater. It's a great way to get to know your inner characters, to let them out, and to laugh at them. Much better than others laughing at you. Third position. Practice. Maintaining the intention of work through focus and determination. This is called practice. Everyone needs support to keep up the practice. What do you have at your disposal to call in for that support? Friends, smartwatches, a schedule, a reward system, cookie, star chart, list. Learn what works for you. And first, before you do that, you might want to learn about how you learn. What are your strengths and weaknesses? We use our strengths to help overcome our weaknesses. For me, I tend to get general about things, and my weakness is seeing and dealing with the details. I'm lazy, but I do like crossing things off a list, so I use that as one of my tools to help me deal with the tiny specks that I prefer not to see. Fourth position, follow through. After maintaining the practice for a while, the nefs will throw a test at you. You will either pass or fail. This is not a judgment. It's an assessment. It gives you an objective grade on your standing 
within this particular habit. If you don't pass, laugh, my brother and sister. Don't worry. It's part of the process. Don't put yourself down. We all have to deal with this moment. At least you are doing something about it. And at the most, you're succeeding because you noticed it. That is totally awesome. Part of the practice is how to deal with failure. As with any martial art, learning how to get back up and get back in position is part of the art. Failure is inherent in any kind of change. How you deal with it shapes your true self. Of course you're going to get knocked down. You will be hit. You will fail. But how you fall and how you get back up is the big trick to success. Shake your head out, loosen up, and let's try it again. Now, the naps are going to pipe up with things like, Oh, poor me. Why me? Why do I have to do this? When do I get the good stuff? Why can't I win? See, that's how smart the nefs is. It is always looking to boost its own self-esteem to the detriment of your true self. Your true self is aware and concerned about others as part of the practice. Thinking of others first annoys the nefs. And we like that. Getting the nefs to become secondary and not always first helps us in our journey towards our true self. Success or pass in the test means your work is rewarded and you are no longer a slave to that habit. Congratulations, you are a hero. Getting to your true self requires this series of inner martial arts over and over again. The nefs are pernicious, malicious, bitchy, strategic, and underhanded. They will do anything to survive. Backed into a corner, they are going to give you numerous reasons why you should not change. Your job should you so choose, is to be the spiritual warrior and mow them down, one at a time. Like weeds, they'll grow where unseen and untended. Your true self is overgrown with these weeds. It's your garden, and you are responsible for its upkeep. In Sufism, the sheikh or sheikah is your master gardener and will help you prune and weed. Email me if you have any questions. Thanks for listening. This has been Sheikh Ibrahim. Salam alaikum. Marids, seekers, curious, and interested listeners.
We appreciate you and are happy to share our Sufi message. Your donation will help support our Sufi Center in Sydney, where we do zikr, sobat, spiritual counseling, and healing services. We believe the message should be free, but it costs equipment, rental, services, software, and hardware to get this to you. So thank you for choosing our podcast among all the millions available. If you go to our website, ansarisufiorder.org, you will be able to donate through PayPal whatever you think this information is worth to you. Blessings and love, the Australian Ansari Sufi Order.